before we begin, I thought that how content creators manipulating having a community right. is calling their listeners something like a nickname. Okay. And I think we should call them Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Hello, my Pop-Tarts. Why Pop-Tarts? It's got nothing to do with our name. Because uh, it's funny. We can call ourselves the Margot Robbie Fan Club. <laughs> Margot Robbie Fan Club. <laughs> Welcome to the Margot Robbie Fan Club. <laughs> Official Margot Robbie Fan Club. <laughs> we got a blue tick and everything. Hello, and welcome to I Hate Your Movie. I'm Rick, and this is Dan. Yay. <laughs> and this is a movie podcast where we inflict movies upon each other for your entertainment. Finally got that tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after 28 episodes. 30 episodes. After 30 episodes. <laughs> we finally got that tagline down to... <laughs> now we just have to say it in all in one go one time. But that's well, fine. I can I can edit it. We'll do that for episode one hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this week we watched Ready or Not, the two thousand and nineteen horror film starring Samantha Weaving. Samantha. Samara. Cool. Would you like to know how it did out in the world? What's its IMDb rating? What's its Rotten Tomatoes rating? I looked this up. Yeah. But go on. So IMDb, it got six point nine out of ten, mm-hmm. which is okay. It's not a bad score. On Rotten Tomatoes, it caught 89% fresh. Yeah. Which is from critics. From everyone. From... Well, there's critics one and the audience, and it was surprisingly even. Yeah? Yeah. I That's just how you know that. you've made a good film, when the critics and the audience both agree. I'm reserving my thoughts. <laughs> I assume it didn't make much money, because most don't, and I assume it didn't cost a lot, because they only built one set for the entire mm-hmm. film. The rest was filmed like on locations around Canada. They uh, filmed in Bob Iger's mansion. <laughs> Out of frame with like a golden statue of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Bucking a cow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because all those rich people are always kinky. Mm. Weirdly. It's a Mickey Mouse hugging Epstein and golden sheets. <laughs> Mickey Mouse spitting on the face of... Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. It was just like a naked Walt Disney painting. <laughs> His legs are crossed. It looks at you wherever you are in the room. It's That's actually what... him. Yeah. <laughs> His frozen head's inside it. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, ready or not. Okay, cool. So, you were visibly... I could feel the waves of hate coming from you. While I we could were not this contain one. it. <laughs> I try to not give off vibes when we're watching films so that there's like a surprise element. I was so fucking frustrated during this film. <laughs> I could not not give up vibes. <laughs> I think if you'd have held it in any longer, <laughs> the floor would have just melted and you'd have fallen through it. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to hear my one-sentence review? I probably don't, but yes. (laughs) Now I know what a Disney horror film is like. Okay. Shit. (laughs) This movie is the second biggest shit I've ever seen in this show. Yay. It's hard to topple Lil Nicky. (laughs) But it's it's right behind there, for different reasons. I think that's harsh. I think um, you can't put this on the level anywhere near the level of Little Nicky. It's like with you and Catwoman and Catwoman. Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different reasons, but I fucking hated this movie <laughs> with a passion. Okay. 
Like, where did I begin? I don't even know. Overall thoughts. It was edgeless. It was very non-offensive, very not horror-y. I hated everyone. I hated all the characters, including the main character. Oh, you're like... supposed to root for. And what was rooting for her? I'm very curious why, but we'll get into that. Because she's probably the stupidest character I've ever seen in any movie in a while. No. Yep. We will get into it. Yeah. It gets into that thing where we watch horror films and you're like, this character wouldn't do this. And she did all of those. Yeah. I don't that's like horror. That. That's the, that's what it happens in every horror. Oh no, the guy has run into the woods. Let's chase after him. Oh, now we're in the woods in the middle of nowhere. Oh, there's three of us. Let's all split up in opposite directions. I'm sure that's going to end well for everyone. It's it's like a standard horror thing. Horror doesn't work unless people make terrible decisions. I suppose in a way, but I hated her, <laughs> <laughs> and I think she was not acting well. I think the only good actor and this is Adam Brody who is acting circles around everyone else he was acting so hard and everyone else was just like fucking yeah it's a paycheck mm. I hated all the acting I hated I think, the story I think that was intentional I think yeah. the, the over the top people were meant to be like that's the film mm -hmm. the film doesn't work doesn't work for you anyway but it doesn't work yeah. unless those people are you can stop a bit that. ridiculous the film doesn't work <laughs> well 89% of people on Rotten Tomatoes disagree that with you. It is baffling. Absolutely baffling. To you. I can't fathom <laughs> in my mind. I was looking forward to this film. Yeah. I liked the trailer. Trailer was very spoilery. But Do you feel like you might have enjoyed it a little bit more if you didn't see the trailer? No. Okay. I'm usually fine with spoilers. I don't care that much. I think a spoilers isn't too bad if it's... Oh, this character comes back to life. Mm -hmm. And you know that already. You can still enjoy the take of it. But the trailer had joke spoilers. Okay. They're standing there playing with the crossbow. Mm -hmm. And it shoots one of the maids in the head. Yeah. Like, that's a joke. You can't put that in the trailer and still have it be funny in the film. Because you've already ruined it. I watched a lot of films that were spoiled for me. And... If it was a good film, I still enjoyed it. The story didn't work in this. Just it doesn't work. Just... Yes, it does. Again, it's a standard horror film. There's a demon and he's trying to kill people. I like that it flips a lot of things on its head. Like, they're not sacrificing someone to the devil to get powers. They're doing it just to survive. Okay. That's new to me. Mm -hmm. I liked that the ensemble of the family were just a bunch of idiots. They're the most incompetent murderers you've ever met in your life that might be funny for a bit but that's why the story doesn't work because there's no threat there's absolutely no threat in this film and all the things yes there is all the things that happen to the main character samara weaving is her fault but again that's true of all horror films it's not true for you know all yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hide in this small cupboard away from the bad guy that's not gonna last forever so what's your plan there you call the police <laughs> so stupid all horror films. That's why I don't particularly like horror films, and that's why I like this one. Because they're still deadly. I mean, they still kill people, mm -hmm. accidentally or not. Mm -hmm. Like, There's still threat that when the maid gets shot in the head, you know, that could have been Samara Weaving. I never felt any sort of threat from them whatsoever. They were so incompetent. <laughs> and so there's no tension in the movie. When you're killing people accidentally, the threat of death is still there. If you were Samara Weaving's character... Yeah. in the film and someone was holding a crossbow at you you wouldn't feel like oh that guy's an idiot so I'm just going to stand here and cross my arms and be like fuck you buddy you're going to be like ah oh, he's pointing a crossbow at me run that's threat but I'm more concerned about the guy who knows how to use a crossbow yeah 
and they just were fucked around most of the time and they was very incompetent and i know that's the joke but there's no stakes now there is because she can die <laughs> can't she yeah <laughs> if she's being stupid but yeah i i see your point but i don't i, I don't know. agree with you that all horror films are like that i just don't think you've seen enough there's two films. kinds of horror films there's the everyone makes terrible decisions mm-hmm. and there's the ones that just jump scare you every now and again those are that's the two different kinds of what horror about the films. shining sorry modern horror films okay. there's, yeah there's two kinds of modern horror films then i completely reject your premise that that is the two kinds of horror films modern horror films even then i think horror right now is having kind of revival i've been saying that for years it's um, always the same it is kind of like the golden era of horror like god i hope not get out or the jordan pill movies or the <laughs> end of list <laughs> no oz perkins movies like gretel and hansel and i'm the pretty thing that lives in the house on netflix film all the mike flanagan films doctor sleep and okay. nobody liked doctor sleep a lot of people like doctor sleep i didn't much care for it to be fair but i like other mike flanagan stuff like he did the jesus vampires midnight mass midnight mass that was quite good actually I yeah so you know i kind of reject your uh premise and i still don't think it works even if it's a comedy and it's a horror comedy you need to care about something let's say the the stupidest horror out there like friday the 13th franchise which is just teenagers getting killed right at least you see the gore and the effects and it's fun and that's it and you see jason Voorhees is kind of like the hulk this unstoppable force and just see him mowing down everyone that's the simplest i can get of getting attached to something but this one it didn't even have the edge like it didn't have the horror was just a few scenes i winced at but it's so safe and safely made and like i'm i would have no problem with a kid watching this film <laughs> i really wouldn't they say fuck a few times but other than that it should be like a rated g people get shot in the head yeah I mean, but they don't some like some of their faces missing they sure don't show it yeah, you know they do. not in close-up and not in like not in an upsetting way like a horror should. Mm. Maybe that's why I like this film when I don't like horror films. Okay. <laughs> it did enough for me to flip it on its head uh-huh. that it was entertaining, it was it was funny, but it was also a horror film. It's interesting because I think about this movie as one of the most generic, by-the-numbers movie I could ever think of. The producer handed me some notes Okay. about how much this film cost to make and how much it made. Okay. So it cost six million to make, mm-hmm. which is an amazingly low budget. Yeah. And it made fifty-seven million, so nearly a thousand times its production cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm baffled. So no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the only thing you can think of, and I think this is why it has a high rating, is because a lot of people might commit like on your level. Mm-hmm. which is like people don't <laughs> the dumb level the dumb dumb normies level <laughs> no the people you don't usually watch horror films and they kind of surprised by horror comedy that they enjoyed it mm-hmm. that kind of stuff maybe low expectations as well okay because it looks like a low budget kind of thing is like a whatever teenagers go in kind of movie you know the cinema mm-hmm. otherwise i don't know if all horror people have actually seen horror and good horror comedies you've seen this movie they were the thumbs down on that shit mm. should we get into the film let's get into the film after like 20 minutes intro of talking about the film that we've <laughs> mostly ruined oh yeah that's fine i've got lots of notes 
I wrote down the intro gives away way too much. If the trailer didn't give away the plot, then the intro gives away the plot. I hated that. Oh, with the kids running around? Yeah, kids running around and they do have the deadly hide and seek game. Yeah. With someone and it's a flashback. And this why? To, I know, I know, I know why. To establish that of one of the kids don't like this little game. Okay. That's it. No. It, that's, it, it, I wouldn't it, say that's why you no? do that, no. You do it for two reasons. One, because it goes against what you said a minute ago, and you establish threat. And two, it's because the miserable old woman. The woman who's a mix between Cruella de Vil and Sonic. <laughs> 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 Gotta go fast. Yeah. She's the bride in that scene. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You have to establish that she didn't want to do it, and then she did. Mm-hmm. So there. That's, sure. That's the point of that. And scene. then she, that doesn't get resolved at all. She goes hardline into the other way and that's it. There's no like character arc. It's foreshadowing his thing, the grooms. But why? Because it's a cool little callback <laughs> at the end of the film. It's not cool because it... You watch it again, you're like... Ah. It tells you everything. So the way this movie is structured, I could imagine without the intro, more tension building up. Okay. Because everyone is acting a bit weird on the wedding. When this game comes up, some people just get this like worry on their face. Mm-hmm. And it would have been cool not to know exactly what's going to happen, <laughs> you know? So even if you haven't seen the trailer, this intro gives away everything you need to know. And I don't like that. Okay, that's fair. I think the groom looks like Jared Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> I could not see it. He's kind of like Jared Kushner with some meat on his bones. Has Jared Kushner not got meat on his bones? He's very skinny. Is he? Yeah. And this guy was a bit more Hollywood actor, muscular, lean, muscular. Some notes about the cinematography that I noticed immediately. This is where I wrote down a very Disney horror film. Looks like Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> they just filmed it normally, like a sitcom, like even lighting and everything. And they just put a horror filter on it. On After Effects. And everything is very, like, far away. There's a lot of mid-shots. Okay. Which is, like, waste to head. Well, what scene are you talking about at the minute? The wedding or All the... the scenes. Okay. This is, like, in general. Everything was mid-shot. There's no close-ups, no super close-ups. There's no far-away shots. And you kind of need that thing where you want to communicate something. Yeah, it was just lazy and safe, and I hated it. (laughs) I disagree. I think the reason they've gone for a lot of that is to get the background in and to get the like environment in. Mm -hmm. Because it's supposed to be this safe, rich house. You know, everything's well-lit and everything's, you know, it looks nice. And then you've got this horror happening on top of that. And that's the point of it. It looked like a horror house. It looked like the... Um, it's like an old mansion. It looked like an Arkham Asylum. It looked like, well, any any yeah. horror. It just looked like a rich person's mansion. It didn't look like an Arkham Asylum. <laughs> it did. Arkham Asylum's like stone walls and that's prison it bars like. and... It, it, it looked... Um, rats crawling around everywhere. Baroque style? If anything, it looks like Wayne Mansion. Yeah, but that's spooky as well. <laughs> just look like a generic spooky it, mansion. It just we'll do everything to, in this film in Batman references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the plot is Samara Weaving is getting married to Jared Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting married into the Trump family, <laughs> and everyone's worried about this game that they're later gonna have. Do you not find like the family dynamics of the wedding really fun? <sighs> it was funny that they shit on rich people. Okay. That's kind of the whole film. The rich, egotistical narcissist. 
by getting murdered. Well, the, the thing of the film is that the family hate each other. Well, yeah. 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 They kind of reminded me of Succession, just much, much worse. <laughs> In Succession, it was much more fun to watch them. Just sneaking in, Dan talks about succession. <laughs> yeah. The segment, it's, yeah. come, it's back from the dead. In succession, <laughs> in succession, they hate each other. But uh, the funny thing is, like, they are still a family and they're like there for each other. So that creates a very interesting dynamic where they like hate their father, but their father falls ill, so they have to go and like see him. It was, yeah. it was very interesting. But this is just everyone just hates each other. They help each other being murderers yeah <laughs> during this scene i wrote down this was my alternative one sentence review get out but only with whites <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite line probably yeah. of the film is when the coke lady shows up and the aunt's like brown haired niece you continue to exist yeah <laughs> didn't even bother to learn her name it's a niece <laughs> it's just so very obvious yeah i liked it yeah, you think that rich people still try to keep up appearances even with close family, and yeah. it wouldn't be that obviously hateful. Uh, Rodan exposition is painful. <laughs> they keep bringing up this game. They keep bringing up the family, this and that, and a lot of scenes like two random people talking. Like, did you know Jared Kushner is uh, <laughs> uh, came back to the family just a few years ago? It's just like, ugh. <laughs> It's hard to talk about a film that you hate so much because it's like without just going through the plot. And I don't want to go through the plot. Yeah. I want to ask questions and be interesting. Okay. So this family, they keep bringing up that it's a gaming family. Yeah. I imagine them in like a South Korean like esports event. Like <laughs> they play a StarCraft 2. <laughs> it's weird they didn't include video games. Because that's, that's like their, That's their job. There aren't any board game companies that also make video games. Okay. Weird thing is that they're a board game company that owns NFL teams. That's yeah. the weird bit. <laughs> well, are they a board game company? Yeah. I just assume that they like board games. No. They, okay. No, it's I, it's very detailed in the plot that they started selling board games. The only thing I remember is that the great whatever grandfather was a hunter, that kind of game, game mm -hmm. gamer. Program. Yeah, but he <laughs> started selling board games. It's probably another okay. reason why I like the film. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's why they've got all the board games on the shelves and that because they're games that they've sold that they sell. The games are themed upon like a cult. Mm -hmm. One's called Abracadabra. One's called LeBale's Gambit. Yeah. You know. Monopoly. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, they didn't bring out the Ouija board. There was a Ouija board. Yeah. In the game thing. Mm -hmm. I think that was LeBale's Gambit. Oh, okay. The name of the game. Oh, okay. That was the only chuckle I got out of this movie whenever they said they're a gaming family. And I just imagined them with like a gamer headset on, with like <laughs> gaming mouse. LEDs all around. Yeah, them. LEDs. Shining. Yeah. Blue hair. Playing Call of Duty. <laughs> playing Rocket League. Yeah. They play the game at midnight. They, they play the game at midnight. And there's a box that like they put a card in and the box puts a stamp on it or something and it comes out with like the name of the game what they have to play it's like a weird supernatural kind of thing yeah i didn't like that either i thought it didn't need the supernatural angle it would have been funny if they're just rich assholes and they just have like this history that they're so stuck to because they're afraid that they lose their money and influence mm -hmm. anyway so the spooky ghost tells them to play hide and seek 
Yeah. For some reason, that's the only deadly one. Uh, that's implied as well. Because yeah. there's a lady who says, oh, I'd play chess. Yeah. As like... I played backgammon. Yeah. What happens when they lose on that? Don't they get shot? No. Why not? <laughs> Why is it that this is the only game that a person who's getting introduced to the family is supposed to get killed? Why is any of it? Like why <laughs> when they sacrifice people to demons and stuff? Like why 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 well, do they have, why do they need certain people at certain times? Because the box tell them so. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not usually this nitpick about details, but like that's all I had to think about because there's nothing to this movie. I could only think about this mechanism. Like how does this work? The rules are really not clear. They're even not clear. That's the interesting part. They keep arguing about the rules. <laughs> Yeah, they keep arguing about the tradition of the whole thing. Yeah, just made me think about, like, what's the fucking point in anything? <laughs> well, they argue about the rules, but then they don't ever break the rules in the end. Mm-hmm. They go to use the cameras, but the cameras break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done. They talk about the rules too much and makes me question everything. Yeah, that's fair, to be honest. I did wonder, like, the same, like, what would happen if when you lose it? chess or backgammon mm. or what do they do just sit there and play it and then we'll go to bed like what's <laughs> yeah you know, this is quite a short film otherwise i guess the reason it's a hunt is because the granddad was a hunter yeah and then that's the way they have to sacrifice the person except when they get chess yeah because you don't have to <laughs> sacrifice anyone in chess although you could set it up like that you have to do chess with people that would be cool <laughs> i could write a better movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they start chasing Margot Robbie. I mean, somewhere weaving around. She was actually considered for the <laughs> of role of this. Of course she was. Of course she was. I don't know if any like interviews or any contact took place, but she was considered for the role. Two headshots of Samara weaving and <laughs> just do like a street street fighter like fight. <laughs> no, it's just two images and getting swapped, and they just both look the same. It's like, oh my god, such a difficult choice. They start chasing her around. There's one bit that I laughed out loud. Did you know this down? I didn't. <laughs> you looked at me, <laughs> very puzzled, uh, but I thought it was the funniest scene in the movie, where they chase around and Jared Kushner uh, <laughs> finds her first. Jared Kushner doesn't want to kill her, and they start arguing, goes, why did you didn't tell me, why you didn't tell me? And he says, I had to play along to get you out, and there's like seppy soap opera music starts playing like we're supposed to take that seriously that argument that i had to i had to play along to get you out <laughs> and it was like why didn't you tell me oh because you wouldn't marry me <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just stay girlfriend and boyfriend they do cover that yeah 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 i think that's in that conversation where he's like if i didn't propose you'd have left if we didn't get married you would have left so yeah. no matter what, you would have left. And that's what Seppi music starts playing. And I think the movie's trying to make us feel genuinely something. And it was laughable. Yeah, it's supposed to be laughable. I don't think it's so. A, I think so. Because it's a comedy. Because Samara Weaving didn't have a comeback to that. The funny bit would have been if, yeah, then let's not get married or let's not stay together. I think Just the joke me. is that you're supposed to think that. Okay. Mm, I don't give that much credit for this movie. I've always, that's I've, too subtle for this movie. I've always it's spot on. Okay. And what's the rule against not telling her? Why can't Jared Kushner tell her that if they marry, then she has to play this game and might be deadly? Because she wouldn't have believed him to cover that as well. I don't know, it's just so flimsy. Sure. 
Because yeah, most horror is 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 purely stop logical. Sh- no, stop shitting on horror. <laughs> this, this is, that's why I hate this film and you like this film is because it's shitting on horror films. Yeah, probably. But like, not in a smart way. It doesn't work as a comedy either because everyone's unlikable and it doesn't really make fun of horror tropes, except that time, but which we disagree on. Okay. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Where would you have hidden? Um. The kitchen looked like the safest place, and there's like weapons there as mm-hmm. well. Kitchen was surprisingly small, like the butler when she's like yeah. hiding under the thing for the butler. I would have gone in the kitchen, or maybe I just don't do anything if I know how incompetent these people are. I just sit down in the drawing room. But they would have genuinely murdered her if they if she sat still. The incompetence comes from her being a moving target. No, because sometimes she isn't even there, and they shot each other. <laughs> <laughs> so not really shoot, shoot the maids <laughs> yeah incompetent villain does not make for a compelling villain for you I've always funny mm. where would you hide where would I hide I'd have definitely locked myself in somewhere I'd have picked a room and I'd just moved a bunch of shit in front of the doors mm-hmm. and looked for the secret panels and put a bunch of shit in front of there as well and just sat there you know, I was thinking the kitchen would be good like you, you go into like a cupboard or something hmm if if I'm Samara Weaving. I can't do it with my body. But as <laughs> with Samara Weaving's body. I could probably go into the cutlery. The cutlery drawer. Because Samara Weaving yeah. can fit into the cutlery drawer. Yeah. She is like a fork. No, that's an episode title. <laughs> if you're Samara Weaving, you can fit into the cutlery drawer. I hated the score. It was the most... most I, I don't usually talk about the score. Mm-hmm. But this stood out so much as generic fuck horror kind of ah there's yeah. a guy from a youtube library or something somebody's googled horror <laughs> yeah. horror music horror music it was so bad so obnoxiously bad i never noticed it once the only time i noticed the music is the ready or not song okay on the record okay so i didn't understand like the point of uh because spooky <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason everything happens in this movie yeah. Second question then. What weapon would you have picked? In the kitchen, probably like a chef's knife or a machete. If they have no, that. no, no. If you were one of the chasing people. Ah. Do you think you could use a crossbow effectively? First of all, I would put on one of those armors that I don't think it was in this movie, but rich people usually have like an <laughs> armor stand because I'm afraid for my life around these people. <laughs> and then... One of the old muskets. Or just like a sword. I've heard muskets are very ineffective. Yeah. And they were, like, restricted to old weapons for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's tradition. That's what um, they say. I would grab a X-body spray and a lighter. <laughs> You'd try and set the bride alight with fire. Yeah. Okay. I'd have picked a crossbow. Mm, be yeah. to use a crossbow. That's probably the most effective one in there. The only thing I don't like about the crossbow is two things. One, it's already loaded. Okay. They, pay, they take it off the wall loaded. Which yeah. would ruin everything in a crossbow. Yeah. Because, yeah, once you bend it back and leave it there, it would be bent mm-hmm. like for a while, especially if you left it there for like decades. Yeah. And you fire in it, it'd be like, oh. it'd just fall on the ground in front of you. Mm-hmm. I assume, in my extensive knowledge of crossbows, <laughs> that's what I would guess. Let's talk about how the bride, Samara Weaving, is not skilled or competent. <laughs> it's just lucky. And she 
makes all the stupid mistakes. And I, please don't give me the justification it's a horror film. There's not a good justification. There's plenty of good horror films. There's plenty of good horror films, but there's plenty of horror films where people just make terrible decisions. Yeah, but there's not a justification for this. But wh- when is it a justification then? How can you watch, like, Scream and everyone's stupid as fuck and be like, oh yeah, that's a good horror film. And then watch this and be everyone's stupid as fuck and be like, well, that's why that's a bad film. For this movie to work... We desperately needed to like Samara Weaving. I like Samara Weaving. She was funny. You didn't like Samara Weaving. Okay. Why did you like her? She makes the stupidest mistakes anyone in her situation ever could. I don't think that's true. Okay. Let's Some go- of it's true. Let's go through it. Okay. She fucking screams all the time. Yeah, it's scary. She's not alone. <sighs> She's not alone. You would naturally scream at things. She runs into the woods and picks the only place that has no woods in it. It's just like a, like a plain field, and she runs there and screams and because for help. she's she's being followed. But she alerts everyone else to that location. Screaming for help. That's that's very common, in like films, horror films. It's just I wanted her to shut up so much <laughs> because she always screamed in a very inappropriate way where someone would be alerted to a location, you know. Hmm, that's what she's hoping for. But be smarter. Like, I, I, I can't like a person like this. I, I can't, Again, I, can't... I just feel like that's really common in, like, films where get into the they film. get to the main road and they're like, help, 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 and then the, at the very last second they get grabbed by the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I've seen that so many times. Even in my limited amount of horror films I've seen, okay. I've seen that. What about when she drives for a while and then the car stops and she stays in the car and starts shouting. Even she, though someone's after her. She has a mental breakdown in the car because she's so exhausted. I don't like that scene because she drives for a solid like three or four minutes. And then within about 30 seconds, the guy on foot catches up with her. That's the stupid maybe, part of that film. Maybe because he heard her screaming but you can't travel that far that's why her screaming doesn't seem odd to me because in my head she's so far away it doesn't matter she was like speeding you know how far do you get in two or three minutes when you're going 50 miles an hour you get two three miles and he makes that in 30 seconds it made sense to me that she was screaming and having a breakdown because she was far enough away Mm -hmm. when the guy just like hello I just hated that she escapes into the woods and she picks the only place like you can see in the frame it's like an above frame Mm-hmm. That there's woods all around her, <laughs> and she picks like it's the... like a clearing in the woods. I thought that was more filming location. The, the idea is it's supposed to be in the middle of the woods, and there's woods all around, but they've picked this clearing so you can see what's happening, so trees don't get in the way as you're filming it. And that's bullshit. No, it's not. You you, do, you film close-ups. You film creatively in a different way, not just the zoomed-out fucking. Uh, you see what's happening. Otherwise, you're going to have close-up shaky cam nonsense, and it's going to be awful. It's going to give me a headache. You don't have to have shaky cam. Close-ups, shoot in the woods. It's an uh. age-old tradition of horror movies shot in the woods for cheap. There's good horror films that shot in the woods that exist, that people are hiding behind bushes and stuff. You know, you show her, like, peeking out of the bush. You... <laughs> <laughs> in a bright white wedding dress. It's dirty by now. Like, I can't get attached to her character because... She doesn't even make a plan. Like Run is the plan. She's far away from Sigourney Weaver in Alien, right? (laughs) Because even though it goes wrong in Alien, Sigourney Weaver has a plan. She's going to run, trap the alien, escape pod. There's nothing. 
There's nothing. She just screams and runs, and I fucking hate her. That's what you would do in a situation where you're getting I wouldn't scream in inappropriate ways. I would try to hide and be quiet so they don't find me. And in my head, I would start to formulate a plan. Okay, so what do I do if they find me? So what do I do if they start looking here? What do I do if I'm on the run? You know, like anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know where we are in the film. Let's just talk about random bits because I think we've covered the plot pretty extensively by now. What did you think of the the brother's character? Well, again, Adam Brody is acting. Yep. He's the only one. Not overacting or underacting. So... He was good. But not the acting. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah character. the character. I didn't really buy it. No. For a lot of the times. Like, there's a scene where they find Tomorrow Weaving screaming and shouting in the woods. And it's just Adam Brody. And it's like, let's come back. But then their father is there. And he knew their father was there, right? Hiding. Yeah. Behind the tree. Watching them. Now, either... Adam Brody had to have a giant heel turn just after that, or he's stupid. Because at that point, he's on the side of Samara Weaving. It would have been easier to escape from one person, the dad, mm-hmm. than the whole family. And he brings them back to the whole family. And if the heel turn was after he brings them back to the family, then it's too sudden. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really understand his redemption arc. Yeah, I think he was supposed to be that kid who, uh, in the flashback was horrified at what's happening. Yeah, I think he, like he even needed to be onside earlier and then get murdered by the family to show that they were like ruthless killers because that would have added some more threat. Yeah. Or, you know, like you say, just gone along with it in the end. One scene that I really enjoyed in this whole film is the goat barn. You know, this horror movie Cat Scares where there's like, meow! They yeah. did that with the goat in this one. <laughs> yeah. First of all, the kid. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what happens with the kid? Yeah. Yeah, he shoots her in the hand. And she's like, you little shit, and punches him in the head. Yeah. That was also stupid of her. She's, she's getting chased by everyone in this fucking family. And why why would she trust the kid? Yeah, because there's a kid. Kid's not so? going to kill someone. Kid's not going to shoot someone. So? But you mean so? You can't say so. You can't say, why would you trust a kid? And then I explain like, why you trust the kid. And you'd be like, so? <laughs> it can't. <laughs> If she was panicking and screaming and shit, I wouldn't trust fucking anyone in there. Not even a fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> the one set they built for this film yeah. was the goat pit, which is so disgusting. No. No? I felt like that was very unsafe and whatever, Disney Disney horror. There's a goat pit full of m- murdered corpses. Yeah. Going back to the car, did you, did you not think it was funny with the roadside assistance? So she has this conversation with like the roadside assistance guy because she pushes a button. Fancy cars have bits where you talk to a someone in a head office and they yeah. tell you wait what's going wrong. And she just has this like back and forth argument with this guy who's really trying really hard to be polite, and she's like, "I'm getting fucking attacked, Justin." <laughs> no, I was checked out by that point. It might have been funny. But I hated everything that preceded it. And I hated that she just keeps staying in that car, which is the worst thing she could do at that point. She, like but I it's say, a horror film. No, 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 because no, she's driven two, three minutes. No, get out. Maybe she is well within her right. Take time. 
have a little breakdown, scream a little bit. <laughs> compose That's all her, she does. Compose herself and then get out and do some stuff. That's all she does. She screams a little bit every time, all the time. I have a love-hate relationship with the Cruella de Sonic. Okay. The old lady. It overacts like fuck and it was sometimes funny. Yeah, um, that's the point of it. it sometimes it was funny, especially in the background where everyone's just like stone-faced or not acting at all, acting like extras. And she's like doing faces. <laughs> <laughs> she's not doing the mean face. <laughs> I wrote down about the pit. Oh no, a Halloween skeleton. <laughs> it was like a, it was like an almost white Halloween skeleton that you can get at a Halloween store. It was like rotted flesh hanging off the bones. Uh, not really. Yes, there was. Someone, but like us so Exaggerating sanitized. for effect. <laughs> Someone says, holy dick. <laughs> I thought that was a very natural dialogue. People uh, say weird things. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, as we said, like, she gets dirtier and she gets bloodier as mm-hmm. the, and the movie goes on. And her hair is, like, really mangled at later. It's, like, really stuck together. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a Polish or Brendan Fraser movie called Encino Man. From Hollywood Pictures, he's a caveman who just stepped into the 20th century. Whoa! Now, two guys from Encino are going to teach him to be normal. That's boring, dude. Normal. We're going psycho with him, bro. Shut Encino Man. I'll be back. Rated PG. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's about Brenda Fraser as a caveman and Paulie Shore thaws him out and they go to high school together as a 35-year-old <laughs> caveman. That sounds like it's like a really specific time in cinema, uh, just before the fall of Polly Shaw and the rise of Brendan Fraser. Yeah. It was like George of the Jungle kind of era. Mm-hmm. Watch out for that tree. <laughs> so they capture her. Yes. And then another funny moment, not on purpose funny moment, they go into this ritual room. Yep. And everyone has hoods, and I just thought of the hot fuzz for the greater good. <laughs> it's all about the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> that scene. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, the hot fuzz scene is a parody of horror films. And that's mm. what this is kind of trying to be as well. Kind of trying, yeah. One scene that goes against what you're saying. At the end of it, you have this really close up of this really bloody battered face. It's when Grace, which is Samara Weaving's character, batters the mum to death with the little, like, mystery box. I thought it was quite a brutal thing. And then again, we have the heel turn of Jared Kushner. Um, Uh, He becomes evil. He becomes evil. I almost bought it, but not quite. I think it was too quick still. Mm -hmm. And too, too much of that direction. So, like, I think what they were going for is that she's killing his family. Yep. And I think... That's making him turn evil? No, I think they even mention it in the film. What turns him evil is the fact that he's not going to get her anyway. I think they have a conversation after Adam Brody gets killed. I think he even says to her then, because he's holding her head at the time, you're not going to be with me after this, are you? And she doesn't answer. Mm -hmm. And it's then like, she's like, oh, you're hurting me, because he starts squeezing her head. Yeah, that scene went on way too long as well. She's like, oh, yeah, I know he's going to be the evil now. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Get on with it. It just felt too sudden. 
Oh, another thing you did laugh at, actually. I heard you laugh out loud for this. Okay. I can't imagine it was for, like, comedy reasons, but more for stupidity reasons. When he's handcuffed to the bed and he, like, he, like, rubs the chains against the bed to chop the wood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that was funny, yeah. It almost felt like, a, I don't know, like a Mission Impossible scene. It's like, are we going to spend the whole movie of him chained to the bed and just occasionally to turn back uh, it's almost one sixteenth of the way through <laughs> that would not work no. i could say that you would be there for a decade and you yeah. would not get through that four poster solid oak bed with uh, three links of a handcuffed chain rubbing against it yeah didn't someone just let him out or something? No, he actually broke it. He actually broke he it. He actually broke it in the end. Okay, I thought someone let him out. That would have been funny. If yeah. he like, spends the whole movie doing that, <laughs> the someone just lets him out. It just looks like it barely made a dent. They were unlocked all along. <laughs> yeah. They were comedy sex handcuffs. <laughs> See, that would have been funny. Yeah. Pulled it out of like the, um, the honeymoon kit or something. <laughs> yeah. Come on. This movie is so disappointing. We're coming up to the end and I have a suggestion change for the end as well. Okay. I was really surprised at the end. I thought throughout the film, I thought this whole mysticism thing was bullshit. I thought even though they talk throughout the film about like mystery deaths in the family, I thought it was all superstition. I thought it was going to be nonsense. I thought they were going to like be arrested Mm -hmm. at the end. So when they started exploding... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? You, on the other hand, literally called it. You 30 seconds before anyone exploded, you were like, Pff. Yeah, because I went the other way. I thought it would be funnier if they didn't explode. Okay. It's almost like a double bluff kind of thing. You're bluffing me that this is fake. So, yes, they're going to explode. And that didn't give me much comedic value. What would have been funny if they didn't explode and they just had to sit around awkwardly and deal with the situation? <laughs> I thought that would have been much funnier if they like got to like a policeman have to file a report and interview people and or just or just just a straight aftermath and they just awkward there like standing around like okay now what like I thought that would have been way funnier if they're just standing around they still have to kill Samara Weaving because she's a witness well yeah they they if they don't kill her then she's like a liability mm. so it the, the film kind of carries on if you do that mm-hmm. I guess doesn't so. really work I guess so but I just like whatever they explode, called it. Yeah. I thought at the very most, they would just kind of like wither and die. Mm. Cool. That was, that was Ready or Not, the 2019 smash hit. 1,000 <laughs> times its budget, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Absolutely fantastic film, as agreed by Dan and Rick. <laughs> if you hate horror like Rick, yeah. you might like this film. Uh, if you're every justification in this film is that horror films are bad, actually, then you might like this film. It's true, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's accurate. Uh, on the other hand, I fucking hated it. You know, you have your bad films like uh, Catwoman and, and Suspiria. Yeah. I feel like if I didn't on purpose watch a lot of bad films, this would be on top of my worst list. <laughs> I watch a lot more worse films than you do. Cool. I'm going to leave you with a fun fact yeah. before we get on to the um, out of tens. And before we get on to your recommendation, my last fun fact is that they only had five candelabras, so they had to keep moving them from room to room so they could film the next scene for mood lighting. 
It was like Samurai Cop, where they between scenes they had to keep swapping guns because they didn't oh, have yeah. enough guns for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> cool. Out of ten, I'm predicting... Oh, can I predict what you're going to say? On. I'm going to predict... Oh, you said it was really bad. So, uh, as a one. I'm predicting a one from you out of ten. I was actually going to go two. Oh, I was going to say two. But oh. <laughs> I was going to say two. I was like, no, you've just labelled it one of the worst films of all time. You can't give it a two. Well, a zero has to be the worst film of all time. Yeah. And then ones have to be next next up, right? I feel bad for all the movies you recommended me because this lowers the bar for... <laughs> 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 like, the A-team is like a masterpiece compared to this. Yeah. Because I've noticed there's a lot of, like, similarities in movies you recommend me that I don't like certain aspects. And it's usually like genericness, boring, and this was both. Okay. And and I, th- I don't think Jumanji or a- the A Team was both. Okay. Like at least Jumanji things are happening, <laughs> and or A Team there's like you can't get bored in that movie because it's like a fucking ADHD movie. <laughs> but this was fucking boring as well. Not just generic, and I just hated it. But I guess it was competently shot, <laughs> even though it's fucking boringly shot. Adam Brody is good for unintentional laughs, so okay. barely push it to the two range. <laughs> so what's a one or what's a zero? The worst movie I've ever seen is an independent movie called Nine Songs, right? Which was I watched during a marathon of movies that were banned. That's when I learned that just because it was banned, that doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> it's supposed to be this indie exploration of a relationship, but it's literally like softcore porn. They go to a concert, softcore porn. They go to a concert and do this nine times, and nothing else happens. Okay. And for adjusted to budget, it's Attack of the Clones. That's a one. Yeah. I don't think I have a zero. I don't think I. Okay. Well. I just don't think. I think it should start at one. Okay. So, so my episode lowest is nine songs. For indie and for big budget movies, Attack of the Clones. Whenever I rate things, there's a one film, song, show, whatever it is. There's one that's the ten. Mm-hmm. Everything else, nothing else can be a ten because mm-hmm. that's the best. Okay. And there's one that's the zero because okay. nothing else is worse. I don't really believe in the worst or the best. I think in like subjective art forms such as this, like music or movies. I don't think there's like movies that I think are perfect, like Fargo. Or um, Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, really, like it's like Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. It's like perfectly written, perfectly executed. I can't find any faults in it. That doesn't necessarily mean that I enjoy them the most. Okay. You know, so that's why I can't find like best, best. You know, I love Hot Fuzz. I think it's one of the best films ever written. I think Shaun of the Dead is funnier. Yeah. I love Fargo, even though it's like a perfect movie. I think it's a solid ten out of ten movie. But I love The Big Lebowski better. You know, it's things like that, which is a bit conflicting. How would you rate this movie? I'd give it like a solid six or seven. Cause don't it's, give it a seven. It's well <laughs> don't, don't rate it higher than Replash. <laughs> I did say seven specifically <laughs> to, to, to see your reaction. <laughs> don't, rate, don't rate it higher than The Thing. It's a six An point, actual horror film. 6.1. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I'm just a troll. No, seriously, it's probably somewhere between a five and a six. Mm. It's rewatchable, but it's not something that I would go out of my way to rewatch. Yeah. What's your recommendation? Oh, God. So, let's watch a real fucking horror film. Oh, fuck. A real fucking horror film. We can't have you justify 
this. We can't. We can't let you like this. I'm, I'm gonna just pick every stupid mistake that everyone <laughs> makes throughout this whole thing. There's an Exorcist film now in cinemas, which okay. I haven't seen, but I heard it's terrible. The Nun Two. <laughs> the Nun Two. No, it's Exorcist. Exorcist Believer. The Nun Two. So, I want to watch the best Exorcist movie. The Exorcist. Which is obviously Exorcist Free Legion. Okay. I'm not sure how much I should reveal. It's a very interesting movie. I'm going to pick every stupid thing that anyone does Fine. for the whole film. Fine. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. It's directed by a guy who wrote the original Exorcist novel, William Blatty, I think his name is. So it's very dialogue and character heavy. So it might grand it for you a lot. That will only work if it's well acted. There's a lot of weird cameos and there's a lot of weird things and a lot, a lot of weird behind the scenes stuff. It's interesting to talk about. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't need to see Exorcist or Exorcist 2 for that, by the way. I think I've seen The Exorcist. Yeah, but you don't need to. Okay, cool. It has some of the recurring characters, but it's it's very detached. Cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dan Loves Ready or Not. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Patreon. For £1 or $1 a month, you can get an extra bonus episode a month. Yeah, become a Pop-Tart. Sure, no. <laughs> I'm gonna make this a thing. No, you know, <laughs> all of our patrons just unsubscribed because you keep referring to them as pop tarts. That's cute. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash I hate your movie. <laughs> Patreon.com slash I hate your movie. Uh, cool. Thank Subscribe you. on YouTube and follow us on Instagram. Yeah. All links below. Sweet. Uh, bye. Bye bye.